Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew answering your questions about relationships, about sexual health. Pretty much we'll talk about anything. So thanks for being with us today. How are you, Spring? I'm feeling great, although I'm a little angry. Andrew just told me something right before we started. Andrew, can you please repeat what you just said to me 10 seconds ago? Um, So uh, a couple of my... uh, Friends who listened to the show said, wow, Spring sounded really great with the flirting episode last week. What's going on with that? And I was like, I don't know. So then I wouldn't listen to it. And um, she sounded, you know, a little raspy. Her voice was a whole lot deeper. Um, They said that she doesn't sound like a child. Uh, So So I take a lot of offense to this because this is my voice. I was sick last week. I was very sick. I felt so terrible. It was a miracle. I made it through the show without coughing. Um, And I... I'm very angry. I'm sorry, everyone. This is my voice. I'm sorry I sound like a child. I am 41 years old. (laughs) My voice is (laughs) high-pitched. You're welcome. I mean, maybe we could have uh, the Podglomerate, our production company, like bring your track back down to like rasping. No, this is my voice. Stop it. This is what I sound like. Get over it. Yeah. Well, I don't like what I sound like either. I I sound like whiny and nasally and I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody likes their voice. One of the scariest, most terrible things about doing a podcast is you have to listen to yourself all the time. Yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, I'm sorry I'm not sick anymore, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. She's going up now. She's going even higher to make up for it for last week. Don't worry. Um, But this week we are talking about a question I think is really important. Um, It's something that's come up before, um, and most of the time people talk about it in terms of the BDSM community. Um, It's not what any of you are thinking. Today we're talking about aftercare. (laughs) Um, Like, what is aftercare? Why is it important? What does it look like? How do I do it? Who needs it? Um, So we're going to be really exploring um, the importance of aftercare. Um, And like I said, normally it's something that people talk about in terms of the BDSM community, bondage, sadomasochism, I'm missing one, domination, because of extreme sex, right? So, uh, but when someone asks me um, in my everyday life or when I'm teaching, like, you know, what is aftercare? Why is it important? For me, it's uh, about making sure that you do a check-in with somebody after you've engaged in any kind of intimate act to help make sure that everything is okay. And, you know, like sex is pretty great. And when you're having with somebody, you go to a different place and your body feels great. And maybe your mind completely blanks out and you forget all of the stress, all the terrible things that are happening at, happening at your job or school. Like that's why, that's why people love sex, right? It's like an escape and you feel great. And then after sex, all of a sudden, life sort of rushes back in and that that euphoria that you're feeling the dopamine in your brain and that connection and that intimacy like that's great and after sex that kind of you know it slowly goes away and all of a sudden the real world comes crushing in and you can kind of have dysphoria at the end of it does that make sense spring yeah um, and I, I think that aftercare is something that we need to talk more about. And it's an episode that we've been meaning to do for a really long time because we've gotten a lot of questions about it and we've been seeing it come up a lot. Um, so I'm really glad we're talking about it today. And yeah, I think that, um, 
I've heard aftercare referred to as like a bookend, like for sex, if we're talking about sex as the middle of the sandwich, I'm not going to say meat because I don't eat meat. If sex is the middle of the sandwich, then we have foreplay on one side and aftercare on the other, right? So these are the bookends or they're the bread that hold the sandwich together. Um, so yeah, we want to have some foreplay. We want to have some build up. We want to have everybody feeling on board and ready for any type of intimate activity. And then afterward, we want to like close it down and have some time together that we can ever have everyone check in and have everyone uh, feel like they're ready to go back out into the world. <laughs> I really love that you call it bookending where you have like pre and post. I kind of want to get rid of the word foreplay. Like for me, it has this really negative connotation, especially for heterosexually minded people where it's like, the stuff that a guy has to get through in order to get to the good stuff. I kind of like talking about it more as like bookends where like there's this entire period where you're getting ready, you're enjoying each other's bodies and you're making sure everything's okay. I think sex play is better than foreplay because foreplay makes it seem like it's just something you're doing before you get into the act. I think sex play is nicer. So for our bookends, or at least for my bookend today for our episode, we have sex play and not foreplay at the beginning because it's not like the drudgery that you have to get through before you get to the fun stuff, the entire act. First of all, what I'm I'm a little unclear about this drudgery. I've never really th- thought of or heard of people thinking about foreplay as something they have to get through. You don't you don't you have not experienced I mean, I have so many female friends who talk about, you know, hookups or or men who all they want to do is have penis and vagina sex and everything else are like, oh, fine, I guess I'll do that just so I can get to that point. Those people are having sex with terrible people. Well, I, that's why I say dump him all of the time, like dump them. Um, but I think that it's important for us to talk about the entire act. Aftercare is part of sex and foreplay is part of sex. Right. Like sex is not just one act. And I think that's the mind space we need to get people into to really keep these bookends like making sense. Right. And if you're being intimate with somebody, it's really important that, you know, they're ready for what you're going to do. And then they have some, you know, time to decompress and process and like get back to the real world. Right. Because it does come rushing in after sex. And yeah. So when you're engaged in sexual activity or any type of intimate activity with somebody, there's a little bit of letting go of the rest of the world, right? Like you are usually really in that moment in that time and space. And, and hopefully, hopefully you are, hopefully that's how it is. And you do kind of um, lose track kind of, of what else is happening or, you know, what else you might have to do later on or how long you're engaged in that activity sometimes. And so this like coming back to the real world can sometimes feel like a shock, right? Like when you have to go back out into the day or the evening or whatever else you have to do, or if you have to get home, if you're at somebody else's house. Um, and and sometimes when you realize also what time it is, it feels like you want to rush back to like, oh, I have to get here. Oh, I have to get here now. And um, and I think that's the real uh, thing that I want to talk about today is how do we make sure we have room for aftercare? Like, how do we make sure that we're actually planning uh, to have the space to have appropriate aftercare after any type of sexual activity? And that aftercare ha- looks a lot of different ways as well. And I like that Springs framing it as like, you know, plan for it. Like, you're going to, we're not saying like, you know, sex is going to be seven minutes long and then there's going to be four minutes of aftercare. <laughs> like, whatever what, whatever the process is that you're going through. Um, but by planning, we're just me. We just mean that make sure that you you 
do a check-in at the end. And then like, depending on you, depending on your partner's need, what that, that's going to look like is really different. Um, but yeah, the, the real world and sex, like I, how many of you would prefer to just like, you know, lounge around all comfy on your bed. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to do something. I have to go to a place and do a thing. And most of the time, those places and things aren't quite as fun as hanging out with a sexual partner. Um, I want to talk about a couple kinds of aftercare that people don't normally talk about before we get into like the more general. Um, There is something called self aftercare, right? Like, so most of what Spring and I are going to be talking about for the rest of the episode is like, what do you do with this other person or people if you're having sex with multiple people, right? but there's some self aftercare that's really important. And I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but um, like in terms of the bookends, before you have sex with somebody, you should wash your genitals and probably brush your teeth, right? Like just wash them. And it doesn't have to be like crazy soap and water or no crazy, just like, you know, a washcloth soap and water before and after sex. It's really important on both sides. It helps prevent a whole bunch of different kinds of infections. And then um, people tell women to pee after sex. And it is really important for women to pee after sex, but it's also important for men to pee after sex. So after you have sex, like not in the bed, but just, you know, unless that's <laughs> your thing, um, go to the bathroom and pee and then, and then come back. And you should do it pretty soon after sex, especially if you're somebody who's had urinary tract infections before. Um, so just Washing before and after sex with just like, you know, a washcloth and water soap and then making sure you pee after sex is really great aftercare. It's some of the best sexual advice anybody could give. And um, uh, so please just, you know, pee and wash. There we go. But we can talk about the other kinds of aftercare. OK, um, so we've got immediate self aftercare, which is not which is not really what we're talking about today, but very important. Uh, We're talking more broadly about the emotional and physical (laughs) check-ins after sex. And we'll check in with you right after this break. (laughs) How is that for a close? Be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Today we're talking about aftercare. Um, And uh, so far in the episode, we've been talking about like what it is and sort of why it's important. Is there anything else we need to talk about in terms of why it's important? Yeah, I mean, this idea of like, you know, um, crashing back to reality um, is like, you know, there's this like time, there's the like kind of rush to get things. And and like Andrew already talked about a little bit is the real emotional part of it. And the emotional part, I think sometimes we actually forget about because we don't realize all the time how vulnerable and emotional we might feel during sex. We really focus on the physical um, part of sexual activity a lot and like what things feel like and, you know, um, if we're orgasming and, you know, what's happening in these physical sensations. And that's amazing. And we do really want to be in the body. But a lot of emotional things happen. And this is why in BDSM, aftercare is talked about more because more emotions usually come up in more intricate or intimate or kind of in-depth scenes, extreme scenes, right? So the more um, stuff that's happening, the more emotions can come up. But, But emotions are coming up 
and any type of intimacy, any type of sexual activity that you're engaging with, with um, another partner or partners. And so it's really important for us to um, take that time to like say, okay, where are my emotions? Where are your emotions? Like do a check-in, acknowledge them, and then like do a little bit of, um, you know, kind of coming back to neutral, coming back to that homeostasis. And so that's what we're really talking about in the aftercare is like, how are we? both planning and giving time and space for this and then also um, making sure that both ourselves and any of our partners are feeling really safe and grounded and um, ready to emotionally tackle whatever comes next. And it's really important here, um, and I like the way that Spring kind of made it gender neutral. Um, Very frequently, if you're like listening to uh, other news stories or if you're reading, you know, articles on the internet, it makes it seem like aftercare is something that men need to create a space for women. Um, That's not how aftercare is supposed to work, right? Everybody who's engaging in sex should be making sure that things are okay, that the emotions are okay, that the physicality, like the body is okay after sex as well. So everybody should be asking these questions. Um, Sometimes people like link it up to romance where it's something that's manufactured. Um, It's not supposed to be that at all, right? It's something that everybody who's engaged because uh, everybody who's engaged in intimate acts does uh, because everybody's emotions change, right? Um, We live in a society where it's okay for women to have emotions. It's okay for women to cry. It's okay for women to talk about their emotions. Um, And most of the time men are told to man up and not talk about theirs. Part of good aftercare and part of healthy sexual relationships with other people is that men really need to decompress at the end of the act as well, because the same emotions, the same rush, the same kind of vulnerability happens for men as happens for women. So it's really important that men are also given those spaces. So if you're heterosexually oriented uh, and you're a woman and you're listening, you should be asking your man some of those questions and making, you know, checking it at the end as well. Um, And even if it's just a hookup, right? Even if you're just with somebody one time, if it's just meant to be a down and dirty deed, it's nice at the end of it for, you know, and it And once again, aftercare does not need to take 30 minutes. Aftercare can take 30 seconds, right? It's just making sure you plan for it. Well, 30 seconds is a little short. (laughs) I think. Right. But I mean, if you've been with your partner for a long time and you know them really well, sometimes you don't need, you know, you do the check-in. But uh, once again, um, it's for everybody right? Aftercare is for everybody. Everybody does better. And the thing is, if you do aftercare with a partner that you have sex with multiple times, the sex with that partner gets better as well. Yeah. So it is like, um, you know, helping you find your way back to neutral. And so I think let's talk a little bit about um, the different ways that we might, what might aftercare look like. So I think, you know, you're listening and you're hearing like, okay, so I just have a check-in, like what, what do I need to actually do? Um, And aftercare can look really different for different people. So it is, you know, just like people like different things during foreplay, people like different things during sexual activity. The same is true for aftercare. People are going to really be drawn to different types of activity. And I think that the most important part is that, you know, again, both or all the partners are getting their needs met. So there does need to be some direct communication about it. Like what feels good for you in this time, poise, post intimacy. Um, and then also it's, um, so like how is, how are everybody's needs being met? And then also like, how do we do that together and how do we like find something that works for all of us or kind of split the time up? So everybody kind of gets what they need. Um, and, and that can be challenging, right? Because it's, it's, 
it's always like, we have people like different things. And so let's talk about some of the different things we could do. Um, I mean, cuddling is a great, great aftercare, right? Like just a little bit of um, light kissing, cuddling, putting your head on someone's chest um, or um, just like a little canoodling, you know, the little soft touches. Um, that is a great form of aftercare. Yeah. Being close to other people. Um, I mean, there's a ton of different things that you can do. I think there's a lot of physical things, right? Like, uh, if you just had like wild, rigorous, like aggressive sex, sometimes aftercare can be just like slow, gentle sex afterwards, right? I mean, like there's lots of different ways that you can frame it. So it can be like continued sex acts can be part of aftercare. But um, there's cuddling. Uh, I think some of my favorite are like a nice cold glass of water, just yeah. rehydrating, like having like it, cold water tastes so good to me. Um, whenever I've, you know, had that kind of experience where dopamine has flooded my brain, and you know, I've closed out the real world, and I'm hot, and I'm sweaty. And, um, you know, if someone just brings me a nice, tall, cool glass of water, it is like this lovely, refreshing, like smooth j- voyage back to n- normalcy. Some people like snacking. That's not for me. But if I was yeah. with somebody and they're like, I like some crackers after sex, I'd be like, <laughs> I'll buy some crackers. We'll keep them yeah. in the cabinet so <laughs> I can make sure that your need. But it's that simple, right? Cold water and crackers. That's not a huge ask for anybody. Not hugely time consuming, not anything. But... It's something that could help someone, you know, get back to normal. Um, And it also allows for some conversation. Spring and I talk about sexual communication all the time. Part of aftercare and part of that check-in is like, hey, how was everything? Are you okay? If you're doing something extreme, then you check the body and make sure everything is also okay. But like, how do you feel? Like simple conversational communication about what just happened. That's what you just said. That's one of my favorites. Talking about what just happened, talking about what you liked during the experience, talking about um, what was really hot, you know, just like doing a little bit of recap of the experience, because that is so valuable to like reinforce things that you liked so that your partner knows for next time. And also to like help them also feel really good about the experience. And it's like a form of debriefing. I think that one, that's one of my favorites. Like, yeah, let's talk about what was hot that just happened. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if there are some big problems that happened, you probably want to talk about those, but you might want to wait, you know, just a few minutes, like let the aftercare do its work, get people feeling pretty good. Um, But yeah, talking about it, I think one of the great things about aftercare is that during sex, people are much more vulnerable. There's a lot of intimacy that happens. So sometimes it opens you up for conversations that you wouldn't have normally as well. It is not a time to critique somebody. It's not a time to tell someone that they're not good enough, that you did not like something, um, that they're bad at sex, etc. It's meant to be more constructive and positive. So for me, um, aftercare are intentional acts of kindness. Like you're doing kind, good things for this other person that you just shared, you know, intimate moments with. So it's intentional kindness. Um, there's, there's time for critique as well, but save that until like after aftercare. After aftercare, right? And, you know, I think that we can also think of some of the things that we like in foreplay can also be used in aftercare. So if you think of like sensual massages sometimes as like one of your favorite foreplay things, those can be great aftercare too. Baths, same. Like there's a lot of things that you might think of as like, oh, I like this as foreplay that could also then go as aftercare. So you can also start to think like, what are some of these things that like start to help me feel 
sexy and then returning to those as like a way to like um, start to ease back out of the um, more extreme forms of intimacy. (laughs) Yeah. Like Netflix and chill. And Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Like Netflix put a Netflix on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause Netflix is great uh, foreplay. And then chill, we all know what, what chill is, right? And then Netflix is great aftercare as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix and chill and Netflix. Maybe that yeah. should be the title of this episode Netflix and chill. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, bookend, bookend all your sex with Netflix. Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or Paramount. Or, there's, there's Whoever a lot, wants to sponsor a us, we'll accept yeah. it. Taking all sponsors. I have a whole list of things. My handwriting is so terrible. I, 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 today, um, when I when I was thinking about this episode, I was writing on post-it notes. Um, I have kissing. What else do I, I have? Message, which is obviously massage. Oh, bathing <laughs> together. Um, if you I like just... baths or if you like showers... Those are great aftercare things to do as well, because it's really taking someone's body and paying attention to it and, you know, being close and intimate. Um, sometimes it leads back to more sex as well. Like, you know, we might need multiple bookends, like, you know, bookend, <laughs> sex, bookend, sex, bookend, because really good aftercare sometimes leads to more intimacy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's other forms of um, media and things that you could use as well. Like we're talking about uh, television or movies a lot because that's a popular thing in our societal lexicon. But um, what about like reading a book together or what about listening to music together? I was um, going to say video games, right? Oh, video games get you in the mood. I was not going to say that. Yeah, I was not going to say that All my gamers out there, G-A-Y-M-E-R-S, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Um, (laughs) But really, right. So Spring and I could just sit and talk for the next 30 minutes about like all of the various things. It's up to you. Like, what do you need for that emotional and physical check in? Do you just want to like kiss and cuddle in bed for a while? Do you want to sleep? Do you want someone to drape their arm over you and go to bed? Right. Like, like, what do you need to feel good? Um, Do you need someone to bring you cold water? Do you need someone to like put a fan on and blow it on your sweaty, hot, naked body for 10 minutes until you cool off? Like, yeah. There's a, a ton of different stuff. And so like we're um, always talking about, you know, communication is so important. If you know some of these things about yourself, it's really great to talk about these things in, in advance to like make sure that you're telling someone, you know, I do um, really want to make sure we leave a little time for some aftercare. These are some of the things I like. What are the, some of the things you like? Um And I think most of us have probably been in a situation where there hasn't been time for aftercare, where it's been like, OMG, like we have to finish sex and run. And like, um, I don't know if you can reflect back to that, but I can easily like remember times like that where I, I feel really bad after that. Like I have a really hard crash because I'm in this space where I'm like feeling so amazing and so in the moment. And then it just does like rush out, you know, and that it's actually very difficult to do that. It doesn't, it doesn't feel great on the body or the senses. Unless you go into it planning it, right? Cause sometimes you go into like afternoon delight or we can get, we can do a quickie and then we have to run, right? Like th- there's a difference. If you're going into right. sex, knowing that that's part of it, that's a hundred percent fine. Like if, like if you're in a sex, relationship there are going to be times where uh we have a dinner reservation at 7 45 it takes us 10 minutes to get there it's 708 can we do it then like and then you just go um that's fine but what spring's talking about is when you're with somebody and there's that unexpected like oh i have to go by and then they kind of leave you emotionally hanging afterwards um and actually in the bdsm community people talk about that crash all of the time 
right? Like people can like, they go in that lovely headspace and then all of a sudden they're sort of left with nothing and it can, you know, it can suck for a little while. Um, so just making sure that no matter what kind of relationship you're in, even if you're just into hookup culture and that's fine. I think hookup's a weird word anyway, but, um, hookup culture, uh, building in, you know, just, a minute, you know, just checking in with that other person afterwards, making sure that they're okay and helping them sort of like, I mean, another way to think about it is like tying up loose ends that might have come unraveled during sex as well. It was like, oh, I love right. that. Yeah. Loose threads, they just come out of everywhere, don't they? <laughs> oh, geez. I have a loose thread story. I don't want to tell it on the air today, but maybe sometime I will. Stupid street cat. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So aftercare. It's important. It's really, really easy to do, right? Everybody benefits from it. And earlier we were talking about like why it's important or why you should do it. Um, it's just nice. At the end of the day, if you are a person and you are with other people, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, non-binary, like wherever you sit on like the gay straight spectrum. Um, it just, it feels good. It's nice. Um, and it's a nice way to connect after a sexual act as well. Like when Spring was was talking about like, why, why, why do we do it? Why is it important? Like for me, like, it's just nice. It feels good. It makes me feel good. And it makes the other person I'm with feel good as well. It's just nice. There's no downside. You know, so we're kind of like taking this lesson from the BDSM community and saying like, you know, actually this makes sense for all forms of intimacy and applying it more broadly to sex and saying like how useful this can be and how, um, how many benefits we can find to um, how that impacts our relationships and how it impacts our overall mental health as well. Um, and, and, you know, you can even take that more broadly. Like I love thinking about, you know, sex and art, all forms of our life. <laughs> um, so like, how do we apply like aftercare more broadly to other parts of our life? And you can think about this, like, you know, in any type of thing where your emotions are heightened, like if you get in an argument with your partner, like when you come down from that, like, how do you do that? aftercare there? Like, how do you like come back to this like sense of, um, neutrality and how do you say like, okay, like, you know, let's calm down. Let's go for a walk together. Let's just hold hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I like this idea because it is really about like finding our center again. And, um, and we need that in our lives and we need that in our relationships a lot. So I think that, you know, as we're thinking about this, like, and even like so sex is like a very intimate, but like usually fairly happy, um, occasion. And there's other things, you know, like other times in our relationship lives where we're like very excited about things. And then there's a crash, like after a vacation or something, you know, and it's like, you just went away together and spent all these days. And then you just have to go back into real life together and you have to like do the, the dishes every <laughs> day. And like, and you know, maybe there's some aftercare needed there, right? Like how do you like have a little space to like figure out that emotional balance together because it's your own work to do this emotional stuff. But when you're in relationship with people, it's also um, with them and it's how are we like balancing our emotions together and how do we keep coming back together to do that? I love that for real life. Like I've started whenever I take a vacation, making sure that there's a day like the other bookend of vacation <laughs> so I can adjust to the real world and unpack and actually relax. I don't, I don't know how to take a relaxing vacation. I've never taken one. All of my vacations are go, 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 like a million things more to do it's not even FOMO yeah you and I we love doing things <laughs> like yeah I like, I like put 20 more things on my schedule um 
No, but making sure that there's time and it's that whole decompress, right? We live in a world where everything is just sort of packed into our lives. Um, even relationships and the time we spend with people, like we pack that into our lives as well. And aftercare is sort of the art and skill of like enhancing the intimacy that you have in your relationships with yourself and your relationship with others um, and making sure that, you know, the next time you're out there having fun with yourself or other people, everything is going to be okay. That's it. That's it. Well, thanks for listening today, everybody. If you have any questions about this episode or questions about sex or sexual health or relationships or pretty much anything at all, um, we'd love to chat with you. Um, you can call us at 413IRAPIT. You can email us. We are thesexrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. And you should check out our social media where we're constantly posting these kind of messages. Uh, we, are, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Love you. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.